in verse 38 and 39. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the key to heaven, friend. And nobody deceive you. In Acts chapter 2, which you find it, in verse 38. Acts chapter 2, after Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. The New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, then Acts of the Apostles. And then he said here, in verse 39, For the promise is unto you. For the promise means to you. And to your children. And all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let's worship Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your promise that you have made to us. God bless you to be seated. My title is Promises to the Children. Promises to the Children. One of the greatest honor God has placed in humanity. Far above, exceed that which He placed on angels. And that's to involve in what He does alone, creation. God allows us to become a part and participant of procreation. Even though you and I were made lower than the angels, yet the Bible tells us that no angels can procreate. The number of angels that God created from day one has not increased and has not decreased. But the men that God created at day one has phenomenally increased over and over and over. If they all could come back to life today, I don't believe the earth could contain us. The sea would have to be dried up. And more land will have to be created. So many of us are born today. But I want to tell you this morning, if there's ever a prayer Jesus Christ prayed on the cross, was not all of that the Roman soldiers would be forgiven. But he turned to a bunch of mothers who were at the cross. And he said to them while they were weeping for him, for he was a good man. He said, Mothers, weep not for me, but weep for your children. Now, I wonder how many mothers this morning are weeping for their children. That's a prayer request of Jesus Christ, that your children should see you crying, not because of abuse of you, the wife, in the home, but because of the prayer that you on your knees were praying. And tears of love flowed from your emotion, running down your cheek, down into your lips and your mouth, down upon your garments. When the child asks you, what's wrong, mother? What's wrong, daddy, with mommy? She's not crying because of batter or abuse, but she's crying because she's praying for her children. It says Rachel weeping for her children. Because they were not. It's a great honor to be able to have the ability to weep for your children or your child. No parent should ever be deprived of an opportunity of weeping for their son or their daughter. Jesus said, weep for them. And then the Lord spoke to mothers who gave, were giving birth at the time. He said, he said there come a time, mothers, when... When, when you having your children would be a time not of a welcoming sight. It would be a time of perils and problems and persecution. Amen. But he says, there's coming that time. He said, woe to those who give suck at that time. It doesn't sound to a happy occasion. But in the beginning, when man came on the earth, you had to have a child for the world to think you were somebody. Amen. Elizabeth wanted a child real bad. Sarah wanted one so bad. Rebecca wanted one so bad. So I want you to know, when you have children, you have a gift from God 
That's the greatest gift God can give you outside of Himself. That kind of gift is not something you merit. It's something God grants you. Amen. And God involved you in procreation. Angels cannot procreate. Even though we were made lower than they are, we got a greater honor than they have. Can you say praise the Lord? We can do something angels can't do. We can multiply. We can increase. We can uh, uh, become prolific and, and just keep on growing, growing in number in number. But they cannot. Amen. And it's a great honor that God placed upon us. Now, Paul talked about the days that we're living in. That this will be a time when children are tossed to and fro. Children are being tossed. To and fro. That doesn't sound too well. That's like abuse to me. If children are being tossed to and fro. Now, it's like the wave of the sea. I've seen the waves being troublesome. And it tossed back and forth without any perfect direction. It just keeps moving with the clouds. It moves all over the place. And that's a time of uncertainty. In other words, children are living not with absolute, but with uncertainty. And Paul said that day would come. But I want you to know, the dragon in the Bible, which is Satan, in Revelation, he hates that book. Because that book talks about the fulfillment of God's prediction on his life. But I read in chapter 12, it says that the dragon was at the mouth and the womb of the woman who was about to give birth to a child. Now, I'll ask the question, why was the devil get so threatened by a child being born. Why would they not be threatened by a child? It's an innocent baby that can't even talk yet, can't even move yet, yet the devil felt threatened by a babe to be born. Could it be? Because the devil knew that the Bible wrote about him and says, The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God and the everlasting Father of the increase of His government. There shall be no end. And He shall inherit the name of His Father which is above every other name. I wonder why the devil was so upset that a child was to be born. There's something the devil knows that bothers him. And I question the fact. Why would Herod be so concerned that he sought to kill any children till he killed the Christ child. What would it be? Because he knows that that child to be born was to be a king of redemption. A child that would bring to a world peace and good will to all mankind. Because Satan's purpose is to come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his purpose. For the child that to be born from a virgin mother was to bring peace and good will. And if there's something that ever don't like in any family, is a baby to have peace. Is a baby to have peace and tranquility, but he come to steal and destroy. Here a distraught mother and a father one time said, could you help me? Because my child is grievously vexed by the devil. Why should a child, amen, be an intimidation to a falling angel? Think about it. Now, most parents don't realize that their child is public enemy number one to the devil. But Herod tried to kill. And there was crying in Ramah because every child that was born, Herod says, kill them. The dragon says, stop this child from getting to heaven. Don't let this child ever leave this womb and ever get to the throne in heaven. Because that's the throne I want. That's the throne I want to wear. I mean, the crown I want to wear, and that's where I want to sit. I'm going to stop this child. I want to tell you, the devil has no good plan for your children. He has no plan for your child except to ruin and destroy and to kill their desire for God. And you've got to say to my kid and your kids, Hey, God has a better plan for your life than the plan of sin, which is just for a season. Hallelujah. That's why God said, Train up the child in the way they should go. 
Not on the broad way or the wide gate, and but the straight and the narrow way. Oh my God, there's a gift for children that God wants them to have. And why is it that Pharaoh was so disturbed by the birth of the sons in Israel? His plan for all the boys was that they be cast into the Nile, that they be destroyed in the Nile. That's his plan. Pharaoh gave an order to all the midwives, kill all the children. Why? Because a Savior was to emerge from out of those kids. He never knew which one would be. I'm going to tell you, friend, you never know what call of God may be upon your child's life. But Satan may have a little inkling, and he doesn't want your child to make it to heaven. You don't want your child to reign kings and priests unto God. You don't want your child to know the way to salvation. And you don't want your child to be a savior to this world. But oh, you want your child to be a sucker to him. But I want to tell you, friend, where is the weeping mothers? Where are the weeping fathers? Where are those that will train up the child in the way they should go? That they will not go to hell, but go to heaven's gate. I'm trying to say to parents, God is a gift for your child. I wonder why did Adeliah want to kill all the royal seed? Adeliah want to kill all the kids off. Especially the royal seed. And she did kill a few. But somebody got smart and says, Oh no, you're going to kill my child. I'm going to hide my child. You know where they had the kid? Right in the house of God. There is no better place to take your children than to the church of the living God. It's the city of refuge. Your kids need to know the gate to heaven. They need to know the pillars of heaven. They need to know the highway to heaven. They need to know they can hide in there. It's a hiding place that the devil cannot come to. And Adeliah with all her queen wickedry, she could not find that royal seed because the priest hid that child in the house of God. Tonight, I mean this morning, many families don't think church is relevant. They don't think their kids should hear the word of God. I know you love your kids no matter how much you love your kids. And all the gifts you can give your kids, your gift is never equal to the gift that God has for them. You can buy all the toys you want, buy all the gadgets, buy all the electronics, buy all, amen, the gimmickries that work can provide for you and your kids. It never will match the gift of God for your child. Should the devil know something, amen, and so his job is to sift your kids like wheat. I hope you didn't bring the kids to go to hell. I hope you didn't bring the kids in the world to be lost. I hope when you brought those kids in the world, you had good plans for your children. And I hope your prayers are still the same. Oh, God, like Job, I hope you got an altar in your house that you built for saving your children. I hope you're praying into such a prayer for them just in case they don't want God. But you know better than that. And you're praying on your knees. Job always prayed for his sons and daughters just in case because he didn't want Satan to sift his boys and his girls like wheat. He didn't want Satan to vex his kids. He wants Satan and to send his kids to hell. And so he built an altar and he prayed to God often. I hope there are Cornelius fathers around who pray to God often and give often just in case the blessing may trickle down to my sons and my daughters. I hope there are Abrahams among our men, same men, that pay tithe and offering, that the blessing may go down to their Isaacs and go down to their Levites. I hope to God there's some on the church. Amen. They're going to hide their kid and said to the woman, You will not take your sword and divide my baby. You may eat your kid, but you're not going to eat mine. You may divide your child, but you won't divide mine. I'm asking parents, why don't you bring your kids to God, not to Santa, but bring your kid to the Savior? that can give your kids salvation. Blessed is the parent that hear me preach this morning and sent for those who don't hear. You can buy all the cars, all the bikes, all the gifts you want to 
Buy all the furniture all you want to. Buy all the toys you want to. That don't bother Satan. But the moment you give your child a Bible, you create problems for the devil. The moment you bring to their child, amen, the knowledge of prayer, hallelujah, that they can talk to God, amen, not just talk to a counselor, because there's no greater counselor than this counselor called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I say hallelujah. Santa can't help, but Jesus the Savior can. Mm. You won't find a counselor in the world as good as this mighty counselor, Jesus Christ, the God of all ages. Uh, your child needs to know Him. They need to recognize who He is uh, and what He can do for them. And they will not be vexed by the devil. Now, Satan knows something about godly kids. Amen. You see, Babylon tried to destroy the children of Israel. He tried to burn them in fire seven times hotter. But the harder the battle, the stronger their conviction. <laughs> Mom and Dad put something in them. Fire couldn't burn up. Hallelujah. Ah, the king couldn't stir up or stir out. Well, hallelujah. I'm talking about a bulldog commitment. A pit bull faith that shook Babylon. I'm trying to tell you, my friend, these four kids upset Babylonian system. That's the kind of kid you want to reign in a time like this. In times like these. In days like these. You need to insulate your kids. Not just isolate them. But oh God, insulate your kids against the wiles of Satan. And the vexing of the world system. I know they can take a stand. But not even the lion can chew on them. They may throw them in a pit. But my friend, what the palace is there to cover them. Hallelujah. Think about it, friend. Think about it. No, I don't have no kids to go to hell. I don't have no kids to burn in fire, so I don't have to worry about it. But if you got kids, you should be worrying about it. If you got kids, you should be worrying about it. The angel told Lot and his wife, don't just save yourself. If you got kids, get them out too. Don't you listen to Pharaoh's advice. You can go, but leave your kids behind. I want to tell you, not one kid will be left behind. Not one child should be left behind. Hallelujah. We're going to heaven together. Holding hands. I said, holding hands. Holding hands. But it happened by purpose. Not by perhaps to, amen. It's not an accident when a child is saved. It's by divine intervention. And, 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 and Christ is intervention by the parents that take that child to the Lord. I wish to God there were some parents that had a custom like Mary that take her child often to, to the temple of God. I wish to God we got some parents like Anna that would give their sons and daughters to the Lord and say, your job is to light the lamp even though you don't know God. God, you can still operate in the Spirit until you have a revelation of who God is. I'm trying to talk to some parents right now. Here's the cry of the Holy Ghost. God is saying, save your children from this untoward generation. I'm not wasting my sermon. I know what I'm talking about. Hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. It shouldn't matter to you if your daughters are vexed by the devil. Daniel, Babylon couldn't stop his prayer life. They tried, and they tried, but couldn't stop his prayer life. He was prophesying like always. He said, Daniel, do you survive? He said, oh, king, live forever. My conviction was my defense. Oh, they couldn't stop their worship and their prayer to the right God. Fire couldn't burn up their, amen, credential of commitment. That's kind of kids. I'm going to warn you parents right now who want to be parents. If you don't plan to save your kids, don't have any. Don't even get pregnant if you don't plan to save them. You don't want to see your kids at death row being hung by their necks or being electrocuted. No! You want your kids on the reviewing stand as a champion. Hallelujah. But made it to heaven that you can be proud of your kids.
thank God for vacation Bible school. It wasn't a waste of time. Some may think you're a fool, but thank God they need that Bible school. I want to tell somebody, thank God that you find time and that the kid knows that man shall not live by bread alone or by toys alone or by the words alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. You demonstrate wisdom when you bring your kids to, to divine education and knowledge. woman who sits upon seven hills, you will not take your sword and divide my baby. You will not divide my baby. Let's worship God. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel God right now. I feel God right now. I feel God right now. It's one thing to try to save yourself. It's another to try to save your kids who've got their own mind and their own will and their own desire to make their own plans. Praise God. Pray to influence God for them. Why does Satan hate kids? Because the Bible says, they have a faith not found in adults. And the Lord said about children, here's what God says, God elevate children beyond adulthood. It says, except you be converted and become like a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. What God is saying, children are not unbelievers. When they come to a certain time in life, they got the kind of credential that God says it personifies the way to heaven. Satan hates that. He hates the faith model that children represent, except you become that little child. You cannot enter. When a mom says, I'll give you this, the child believes it. When the mom makes a promise or the dad makes a promise, the kid doesn't question it. They believe it. And God said, you get to heaven without questioning his word. You get to heaven by believing. Faith comes by hearing. And by hearing the word of God. And what about kids? Kids don't forget promises. God said, that's how you get to heaven. Number two, the reason why the devil don't like kids. Kids are praisers. Amen. They are praisers. He said, out of the mouth of babes has he ordained praise. Kids, praise God for what he does. Hallelujah. The greatest gift in your home is a child's smile when a gift is given to them. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. They don't care about your education, your degree, and all that stuff. Just that gift given to them. Out of the mouth of babes, he ordained praise. But Satan wanted to put in their mouth, oh my God, unclean lips, unclean words. Profanity. But God said, no. I don't want profanity from the mouth of kids. I want praise from the mouth of your kids. And Satan hate that. Satan hate the fact that kids are worshippers. When he rode into Jerusalem, the Bible said that all the adults quit praising God. But the kids broke down the palm leaves. And they waved it before the Lord. And they cried, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That makes Satan quince. He couldn't take it. He was so upset. He said, stop them. And that's when Jesus made that famous statement. If these children ever stop worshiping me, then the rock's going to cry out. But thank God, you don't need the rocks to cry out when your son knows how to praise God. Hallelujah. Worship God. The devil don't like when the worship comes from kids. I watch kids many times in the crib, can't talk. Can't even kind of look at you, but they're smiling. They're looking past you. Looking up at the ceiling. You wonder what do they see? Could it be they're having a divine revelation of their Creator? Amen. And they're worshiping. And they're carrying on. Let them talk to somebody. My Bible said the kids have their angels. That watches over them. Hallelujah. Have your child seen an angel lately? Or are they see just a dragon? 
coming at them to devour them. You see, the devil hates kids because they're going to grow up and become leaders. Hallelujah. And teach adults how to lead. The Lord says, Hallelujah. I mean, a child shall lead them. This said out. He said, to get to heaven, a child shall lead them. You ever hear a child discuss the plan of salvation uncompromisingly, without fear, without political correctness? Many times parents just get all worked up. Oh, my kids are insulting. Without a kid, no friend, the kid is leading somebody to Christ. I said, Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. God says, Amen, a child shall leave them, and a fool need not err. The devil hates that. Let me tell you, Satan hates man. You know why? Because man is the object of God's love. Go ahead. Sit me if you want to. I'm preaching truth. Sit there if you want to. But it won't be nice to hear your kids say to you, Father Abraham, send Lazarus, my brother, to help me out of this terrible place. And you have to respond as a parent. I can't help you, son. You missed your chance. It doesn't turn out that way for your Lazarus and your sons, my friend. I don't care which your son is. They can be with Lazarus in the bosom of God. Praise God. Another reason why Satan hates our kids. Because... They have a real model of reconciliation. I see parents get all worked up over kids on the play field. The kids they might be in the gym fussing and carrying on. And next second they're back to friendship. They don't need no legislature, no litigation, no arbiter. I would to God parents would stay out of it. Because if I said I'll be in malice, be as kids. Kids don't carry grudge. Kids don't have malice, and that just bothers Satan. Because malice and grudge will keep you out of heaven, and kids don't have it. And the devil hates anything that's pure and holy. Oh, come on, church. And if I said that holy child, that holy child, that holy kid, your kid can be holy, your daughter can be holy, your son can be holy. They can be without malice and grudge. They can become a replica of reconciliation. I'm trying to tell somebody, a parent can correct a child, and the child still loves mama, and still loves daddy. And God said, if you get to heaven, you got to love correction like kids do. Now we're going to say, Amen, I chastise you. I do it as a father with a son. Hallelujah. See, any father who does not correct his child does not love that kid. <clears throat> Kids never equate correction correctly as hate. They know. Daddy loves me. This I know. For the correction, tell me so. Ha, ha, ha. That daughter knows it. It's not out of hate. It's out of love. And whom God loves, He chasteneth. And He correcteth. And the kid can accept the correction of daddy and mommy. You know why? Because they know it's love. That's the way I keep you out of hell. That's the way I keep you in a jail. That's how I keep you from drugs. That's how I keep you from destruction. I'm trying to tell someone, and the devil hates a house that's built on the rock. But a church like this, what's me doing? My church won't be a building, but the people going to heaven. Oh, clap in church, shout with a voice of triumph. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Jesus says, Suffer little children to come unto me. They're so trusting. Kids are so trusting. And the devil hates that. He loves when you have objections. Question mark. But you know, that mother, that father right now holding the little baby in his hand, look at the beautiful scenery of God and us. That child just lay there, not worried about Daddy, do you have insurance? Daddy, do you have practice? Daddy, do you know what you're doing? 
Are you going to drop me, Daddy? Not one bit. That kid just closed his eyes and just go to bed in the, in, in the safe safe place of daddy's arm. That's the way a child is. And the devil hates that. The devil hates, amen, when you have confidence in God. He wants you to question the love of God. He wants to question God care for you. That's what he did to Adam and Eve. He let Adam and Eve doubt God and question God and question God's love and question God's provision and God care and God rules and cause them to lose paradise. But children of God, hear me, get your kid back into paradise. I told the story about Cain and Abel. I was told one day they were playing in the field. And the story said uh, they saw a beautiful garden, but there's a wall up there. And one of them climbed up and looked over and saw the beautiful tree of life and the beauties of that place. And went home to mommy and dad and said, Daddy, can we someday own that place or get in that place? And father said, Son, that's where we used to live. And so mommy got an idea. We got kicked out. It's a sad thing. That you one time was in the faith. That you grew up in this thing. That you have the touch of God in your life. You've seen the kindness of God. The grace of God. And the mercies of God. And yet you are living like a dog. When you should live like a sheep. Hello. Act like a pig. Let me tell you, friend, I probably got something out there. Well, you realize one day, I made a mistake. I'm in the wrong place. I'm acting like a slave. I'm a son. I don't belong here. I want to ask you, my friend, give your child knowledge that in case they messed up, in case they walk out, they can recognize down the road, I made a mistake. I'm going back home and the same road that led me away from Mama and Papa going to take me back to the house rule. And God has a plan for my life. Amen. He was not the boy. He was the daddy. He said, I'm going back to daddy's house. Thank God for a prodigal home. When the rules are still in place, ain't change going to be the guy. The devil want to sift your children as wheat. And only one thing will stop it is you praying for them. Jesus prayed that Peter would not be sifted as wheat. Your child needs to know they are children of promise and not of a curse. But the dragon is upset when you start to tell your kids they're different. Herod is in a rage when they realize your kids is being consecrated. Pharaoh is mad. Hallelujah. Because he knows your child can become a savior. And he's saved. And that's a lie. It's insane. Because you're the royal seed. I want to tell you, church, mama, papa, will you stand up and take a stand? And say, this is my child. I'm not throwing my kiss to the Nile. Herod, your sword won't touch my boy or my girl until Pharaoh no, I'm not going to drown my kid because you tell me that and I will not abort my kid. I'm going to raise my kid in the fear and admonition of God. And when the time comes, they will be caught up to meet him in the clouds. They'll be called the children of God and not the child of the devil. I'm trying to talk to somebody. Take the time and pray. Let them see those tears. It's the tears of hope and joy. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. As I preach right now, a whole bunch are in the park. There's no regard, no day. This is God's day. Come on, son. This is God's time. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is God's time. You've got to recognize it. Let's worship Jesus. That one with a sword want to cut your baby up. Amen? To them it doesn't matter, but to your kid, it means a whole lot. Tell the kid, there's a gift in the church waiting for you. It's not McDonald's. It's not Walmart. 
It's not a Santa Claus. No. It's a gift in God's Word. The Word of God is a gift to your child. Praise God. You know, you have time to teach them algebra and English and uh, science and technology. That's fine. Have its place. But let them know there's a place where you learn about God. Hallelujah. Amen. I was there this morning. If it's short and sweet, my question is, what part I left out? That's what's going to kill you. Not the part I gave you is going to kill you. The part I left out. Praise God. Your kid don't need a shortened version of God's truth. They don't need a revised version of God's truth. They don't need amen to watch it down, amen, word of God. They need the pure word of God. Mama, gave it to, give it to me like God gave it to you. Don't change it. Don't rearrange it. Don't make it palatable. Feed it to me the way God gave it to me. Let me deal with it. I'm going to deal with God holiness, God standards, God righteousness, God purity. Let me deal with it. Let's worship God. Now, kids are going to say, Daddy, what can I give that God has for me? Well, honey, it's not carnal things. It's spiritual gifts. It's the gift of repentance. Repentance is not something you do on your own. God has to lead you into it. Amen. It's the gift of God's Son. God so loved the world that He gave you His own to be God's Son. That's a gift to be respected. That child needs to know that. They need to know that finding grace in the eyes of God is a gift. The gift of grace. Would keep from the house of disgrace. They need to know that the gift of the Holy Ghost is the seal of their redemption. It's the earnest of God's given inheritance. They need to know that. They need to know that the gift of the spirits are there for their learning. Can I say amen? We for your children. If only your child could experience the gift of God. If only my child could experience the gift of grace. If only my child could experience the gift of the Holy Ghost. What a difference would it make to the human race. Come on. Your child is to you. Amen. Shouting amen when I'm preaching. Ready to see you excited when I'm talking like this? Ready to see you wave your hand and give the approval? That you're a part of it. That you believe what the preacher's preaching. And not just silent look at my face. My friend, they should see it integrated with what I'm talking about. And bear witness to this truth. They should see your enthusiasm. And get with us. And I need it also, Mama. I like the way that Jacob and Isaac said. When they were dying, they said, look, bury me the way you bury daddy. Bury me the way you bury Mama. Bury me in the same place. And of all the connections, only one person was not buried in the same place. And there's a reason for that. That was Rachel. When God called Rachel, amen, to reconciliation and reformation, Rachel sat on idolatry in the name of women's customs and would not get off it. And she died on the way. You don't want your kid to die outside the grace of God. Oh, hallelujah. The dying Christ shall rise again. Somebody to say amen. Your kid need to be so you get excited over truth. Do you see a singing, cupping your hand, shouting? Like I sweat, like I shout. They should see a perspiration and know divine liquid inspiration and revelation and divine illumination. They need to know there's something good, boy, that's in my bone, that make me shout, that make me cry, that make me praise God. Don't hide it, show it. Don't sit there. Praise God. Amen. Your baby. Hallelujah. May not be rich with silver and gold, nor you, but such as you have, you can give them the name of Jesus. Many kids have had inheritance given to them, millions of dollars, and some poor, unknown, forgotten by humanity, saints of God, all they could give to a son and daughter on their deathbed. Son, 
I got no money. I got no car or Rolls Royce to give you. But all I have is six to six books of the Bible. Every page, every page will make you know the God of ages. Hallelujah. And this book is eternal life. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, my friend, don't let the world divide up your kids into portions. Keep your kid as a whole, wholly given to God. Tell them, my, my kid in that, not in that, my kid in that thing is holy. Paul said, your kid is holy. Although I sound clean, my kid is not clean. My kid is clean. Amen. If your child is robbed of the word, they will not know God. They will not know the gift of God. They will not know the promises of God. They will not know the truth of God. They will not know the grace of God. They will not know the faith of God. All they will know is fatalism and socialism and democracy, not theocracy. I'm trying to tell somebody, it's time for parents to rise up and say, you're not going to divide my child's mind with some other belief system. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all and in us all and through us all. And I will not stop till my kids get a revelation and a dedication to God's supplication of His Word. I want my kids to get it, my friend. Don't deprive the kid of the Holy Ghost. It's not spooky. Not the gift of repentance. It's not it's not a, a whipping lasting place. No, my friend. Make sure they know the Lord. Don't let a generation grow up that know not God. You don't want your kids to do what's right in their own eyes. Every so often, your kids should feel the tender loving hand of a mom and dad reaching over and saying, Lord, save my son. Lord, save my daughter. Oh, God, spare them from the dragon. Keep them from an old fox. Keep them from the wolves. From the bite of the serpent. These are my children. God, a heritage that you gave me. Let them know the gift of God and the gift of grace. Pharaoh is trying to prevent your babe from becoming saved. That's why Moses bought out to hit him. And a lie try to end that royal seed. But church, it's time to water it. Oh, hallelujah. Herod is trying to kill that holy Christ child. It's time to move it out from the influence of Egypt. Hallelujah. Come on, the dragon is trying to prevent your child from making it to heaven. It's time to put your foot down and kill the dragon. Hallelujah. Amen. The serpent wants to lie to your kid. Amen. Step on the serpent. Build a revival fire in your house. Shake off the devil. Cleanse your house. Let your house become a house of praise. Not a haunted house. Come on, somebody. Where are the parents anyhow? Where are the mighty mom and daddy that will stand with the preacher? It's a preacher, preacher. Why don't they stand so the kids can see it? They say, I'm behind you, preacher. I know what you're talking about. I'm for what you're saying. You will never have to look behind the bar. Watching a kid. Whom the son said free. It's free indeed. You better teach your kids to love preachers. They can't be saved without one. You better teach your kids to respect the Bible. And don't put it on the ground. Don't let that word fall to the ground. The Muslim don't. So why should your kids do it? Hello? You better teach your kid this house. It's called the house. There are also refuge. Better than your own house. Amen. There's a city of refuge where kids are hiding from the wicked sword of the wicked ones. Praise God. Isaac was a seed. He was to inherit the promise. And the devil did everything he could to stop it. Josiah was brought in and born for reformation. And everything tried to stop him. 
but he succeeded. Jeremiah was ordained from the womb, God called him. How do you know God didn't call your kid? How do you know God didn't call your kid? I feel sorry for you, mom and dad. I don't care if you adopt a kid or I get birth to a kid. If you go and back by this church and back by what we're doing, so help me God, your kid's going to end up in jail on drugs. I promise you that. They will go on drugs in a short time and they'll be lost and you'll be sorry. What you've done, you're broken down the edge. You bad mouth the church, you cut your kids off from the influence of hope. Ask the children of Lot. Moabites. Hamanites. God haters. Baby killers. Until a girl called Ruth says, let's change it. This is the nation. Let your daughter see your tears. Let her hear the cry of a mama. See, I'm not being whipped up. I'm being hurt. I'm just crying for you, baby. I want you to see what I see. I want you to feel what I feel. I want you to know what I know. I want you to go where I go. Can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? If you got kids, you ought to be shouting. Your kids should see a dance in the Spirit. Your kids should see a hallelujah. Preacher, preacher. I'm with it, preacher. I'm behind it, preacher. I'm for it, preacher. Your kids need to hear it and see the feel and know that you're for it. Hallelujah. You should say, how long church keeps? Too long. Well, mom, I don't want to go to church, boy. You want to go to hell? The world said, that's fear tactic. That made me fear teach me wisdom. I fear electricity. I don't mess with it. It'll kill you. You mis- misuse it. Amen. They tried to kill baby Jesus. What did they do? The baby. You would not be saved. Tell your children when you sit down and you're bored still. And you don't know what to do. It's time to pick up your Bible. The B I B L E. That's the book for me and you and thee. Hello is basic instruction before leaving earth. It means more than chemistry. Say, son, I don't know much about trigonometry. I don't know about geometry. I don't know about geology. But I know one thing about the B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Tell your children about the gift of God. Tell them about the place of God. That the church is the palace of God. Let them respect the prophet of God. Let them feel the presence of God. If they don't have the Holy Ghost, start crying about it. If they don't love God, get worried about it. Teach them the precepts of God. The principles of God. Teach them the preaching of God is right. The power of God. The praise of God. The penance of God. The peace of God. The plan of God. And the divine protection of God. Say, kid, you need it. And I got it. And you need it. So come on. Am I crazy? I love being crazy for Jesus Christ. I wish I could stand somewhere and tell the whole world this. But bless are your ears because you hear this. And your eyes because you see it. And you got to open your eyes and the rest of the world are blinded. Send their kids into, into hell. A kid is dying and his last wish is, I want to meet that guy with a funny haircut. You parents, you're, a, you're just a backslidden parent. You allow your kids to go to a barbershop. You pay for it. And he cut his hair like some guy who is immoral. Vain. Let me tell you. If you have a dog, I promise you, the dog's hair is on you. Ooh. You can't pick up a cat 
They're not even fur on you. Hello? I lost you now, you dog lovers. Cat lovers. <laughs> when you cut your hair like the beacles, you think like the beacles. When you cut your hair like Bob Marley, you think like Bob Marley. Well, the Canadian uh, punk, what is his name again? It was here all, what do you call him again? The guy that they abandoned the States, a young kid? Justin Beaver. You got Justin Beaver, here's stuff. You think like him, you think you are him. And everything he does. Why would a parent go to a barber and give their kid a Justin Beaver haircut? Whether that guy represents everything that's contrary to the Word of God. Why will you do that? Why will you set your kid for failure? And then you got the nerve to look at us and, 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 and criticize us for living holy. Have the gall. Let me tell you what trouble Satan the most. Satan can't stand when a parent pick up the Bible. And go to Genesis and read it. And read that the serpent messed up Adam and Eve and messed up their kids. The first murder was a kid that did it. Because Mama and Daddy messed up. We can rewrite the script. Daddy, you're not Adam. Mama, you're not Eve. You're called of God with a divine calling to raise up that child in the fear and admonition of God. The devil hates the gospel. You know why he hates the gospel? Because that old fox called Herod. <laughs> I could slaughter your kids because you're born to be kings and priests. And as long as you're born to be kings and priests of God, Satan hates it. Because what he wanted, he couldn't get it. He wants to be like God and couldn't be it, and you are like God, and he didn't try to get it. He just disturbed him. It's true. You're like God. When you see God, you'll be just like him. The devil is against us. I'm going to close. Tell me, please. Revelation, when you go there, he hates that book. Hello. And we see him there as a big old ugly dragon. Kids, watch out for the dragon coming at you in Revelation. Trying to hurt the poor baby being born. You know who's suffering the most today in the world? is not adults. It's not politicians. or children being the victim of war they didn't start. Can't even stop it. Bombs are dropping. Poor kids are maimed. Don't know where to go. It's all the works of the dragon trying to rob our children of hope. But I got news for you, beloved. Go tell the devil. There's a church called the Tabernacle Church. We are on top of the world looking down on him and said, Is that the guy who bothered my kid? Step on him, church. Bruise the serpent under your heel, woman. Woman, hurt that devil. Step on the dragon. Father, shake the serpent off in a revival fire. Mother, step on the devil. You can't do it. I'm going to tell you how. Tell your child. God got a promise for them. They can receive the gift of repentance. You heard this morning in the making of Bible school. You heard it this morning. They can receive the gift of forgiveness. They can receive the baptism in water for remission of sins. They can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They're never too young to be born again. Amen. They can receive the gift of grace. Hallelujah. You, know, you don't want your child to have disgrace. You want your child to have grace. Let's stand. I've noticed... How those kids, even when the parents backslide, the kids still live for God. I'll tell you why. 
The kids don't understand why mom and daddy go back in the world. But one thing those mom and daddy never did, never badmouth the church in their home. You got people in the church, they take news from the church to the devil. Like Judas did. You got people in the church, they take the failure of saints and tell to the ungodly, to the backsliders. You have people in the church, they can, you know, that take the weakness of the body of Christ and tell it to enemies of Christ. And they'll stand right there and hear them badmouth the church and say not a word. But the dragon is at the womb still in our world. Herod is still invading cradles. And Elias is still invading home with swords. And Pharaoh is still trying to throw him in the Nile. And I'm trying to say something get out of the word of denial and face the fact God is a gift for your child past was that gift repentance baptism in Jesus name don't tell your kid about Santa tell him about the Savior don't lie to your kids the one from the north is not the devil, it's Jesus Christ. Can anybody hear me? The way your child come through. Hallelujah. Speaking in tongues. Worshiping God. I stand and I stood and see one kid receive the Holy Ghost and make him out of school. I saw that. Beautiful. And I pray the day when the parents will say, go ahead, baptize my son, baptize my daughter. That child, individual, will be called a child of God. Because the angel is going to dance. Collectively, among us, they will be called the children of the Lord. Why? By the new birth. Would you bow your head right now? Your kid one day will have to be born again. Not by re-entering the mother's womb. Thank God. The dragon goes to prevent that birth from taking place. Herod's sword is to stop your kid from meet amazing grace. And the lies to prevent you from reigning on the throne. The dragon wants to incite Abortion. Herod, infanticide. And Pharaoh, homicide. But thank God we want to talk about being crucified. Jesus Christ. I'm going to warn you, Preston, today. God's going to talk to you. And I feel sorry for the mom and dad who didn't bring their kids this morning. I want to say to you, mom and dad, God raises hats to you this morning. You're wise. But let me speak to you that are here. The gift that Satan offer is to vex your kids. The gift that the Savior has for you, kids, is victories. Satan wants to offer you wolves, and God want to, Christ wants to offer you wealth. Satan offers sin, the Savior offers you salvation. Satan offers your kids problems, think about it, and the Savior offers you power. Satan won't offer your kids failures. Now you kids hear me if you can't hear me right now. But the Savior, divine favor. Satan wants to give you troubles, the Savior gives you triumph. Satan wants to give you perils. But God, the Savior, wants to give you pearls. Satan wants to give you damnation. And God wants to give you dominion over nations as you reign with them. And all that can offer you and my children a crisis. But the Savior will offer you Jesus Christ. Today, mom and dad, I'm here to report from heaven, God is a gift for your child.
Satan so horror and dishonor towards your children. But God will give you hope and glory. I bring to you Jesus, the best gift. Wise men still come to him and offer themselves as gifts. Ask God to put tears of concern in your eyes. If you have any kids at all, save or unsaved. Don't make the mistake Lot made. Abraham deliver him one more time. And he went back home with the king of Sodom. When Abraham chose to go back with the king of Melchizedek. And when the circumcision was taking place, and the blessing, Lot did not know it. And Lot kid grew up in Sodom. And became Moabites and Ammonites, God-haters. And the only problem with this parent was, this is too far to go back to where Abraham is. If you're a parent this morning, and if I've touched anywhere in your life, I'm asking you to join me at this altar to pray a word of prayer like Job did. Job prayed for his kids that they would not suffer like he suffered. Abraham prayed for his. Why don't parents bring their kids to church? I'll never understand that. But they tamed the swimming pools, dance halls, theaters, drama. And the only place that can bless them is church. They listen to comedians, but there wasn't until the commentary of God's Word. Why? No mama or papa want to see their son like Abraham. Oh, my son, I can't help you. You're on the wrong side of life. And God answered for those boys alive was they got the prophets. They're not puppets. You don't want your kids to mock the preachers and say to them, go up bald head. We're not bald head. We're put here to represent the head of the church, Jesus Christ. Can somebody hear me? Am I wasting my time? I don't think so. But I got no kids to go to hell. I got none at all. None to go to hell. I got no kids to cry over, beloved. None. But you're blessed with a gift from God. God gave you that gift in your hand, the gift of life. Something angels cannot do. As powerful as they are, they can't raise up kids. Got no power. I saw a picture of a cat one time. The house was on fire. They showed the three movements of the cat to get her kittens out of the burning house. And the last time she went back, she never came out. She died trying to bring her kittens out. There are some people in the Bible, they rather die than give their kiss to the Nile. Anybody here feel that way? Oh, God. Why don't they come to church? Why do they stay home? Why do they take the kids to park? And all those things are good, but no church. But there's got to be a time for the everything. The time and a place for everything. Some offer their kids all they did is the pleasure of sin. It's only for a season. What about the pleasure in his right hand forevermore? The precious boy, he enjoyed vacation Bible school. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Mom. Thank you for bringing your son. You've done something great. More than silver and gold can ever do. You'll never know the value of what he's inherited in his life. You know why I know that? I was a prodigal son. I strayed. <laughs> but my mom and dad never forgot I didn't. I knew better. But when push came to shove, and I'm in the slop pen, and I feel the, the, the sting of sin and the wrath of Satan. I said, I'm going back home. I'm going back home to an altar that mom and dad talk about. 
You may not see it all right now, but later on it can come if you plant that seed. Preaching is a gift. Lord Jesus, my heart is painting me for the daughters of Zion and the children of our world. My heart is indicting me a matter, Lord, as I preach in this isolated part of the world around this terra firma in first, second, and third world. Children are in distress. Some will never hear the Word of God. Some know the truth but will not tell it to their kids. And rather give their kids the pleasure of sin for a season than give them the pleasure of God for evermore. Lord, I pray right now, these that are right here before me, may they get on the ark right now and hide their children till the storm 